Today, as we celebrate the Pentecost Sunday, we come to the climax of our Easter celebration. It is often referred as the birthday of the church. And it is certainly the birthday of the church's mission, the birthday of the church as a spirit-filled community sent into the world to witness to Christ and his gospel of love and forgiveness. The readings today reminds us of three important truths about the church's mission. First, that the church is essentially missionary. Second, that the Holy Spirit is the principal agent of that mission. And third, that the goal of mission is to create a unity that embraces diversity. My dear brothers and sisters, a brief reflection on each of these three points will help us understand what is required of us. The church is, as the Second Vatican Council tells us, missionary by its very nature. All its members, all who are baptized in the Spirit, are consecrated as missionary disciples of Jesus and called to take responsibility for the evangelization of the world. A church that thoughts in on itself and stops being missionary is no longer the church of Christ, but simply a sodality a group of like-minded people who simply enjoy each other's company. Pope Francis, in his apostolic letter, says, the church is truly missionary and must be true to his missionary calling. He wants the church to reach out towards those on the margins and bring healing and hope to the wounded of the world. For he says, I prefer a church which is bruised, hurting, and dirty because it has been out there on the street rather than a church that is unhealthy from being confined and from clinging to its own security. My dear brothers and sisters, this is what we saw in the first reading. The apostles were in a house, but God said, you must go to the world. You must be the church on the street and not the church that is confined by fear of the Jews. Pope Francis insisted, a church that knows how to open its arms and welcome everybody. That was what the early church came to be after the Pentecost. The second truth that our readings bring out is that the Holy Spirit is the principal agent of the church's mission. Corrie ten Boom, a well-known writer of Dutch origin who helped many Jews escape the Nazi Holocaust during the World War II, uses a striking image of the hand in a glove to confer the truth of this passage. 
when she says, I have a glove here in my hand. A glove cannot do anything by itself. But when my hand is in it, it can do many things. True, it is not the glove, but my hand in the glove that acts. We are gloves. It is the Holy Spirit in us which is the hand which does the job. We have to make room for the hand so that every finger is filled. The question, my dear brothers and sisters, she says on Pentecost is not whether God is blessing our own plans and programs, but whether we are open to the great opportunities to which the Holy Spirit is calling us to. My dear brothers and sisters, we Catholics have been accused of sometimes paying mere token respect to the roles of the Holy Spirit in the church. So, we should ask ourselves, especially today, do we put more trust in our resources and expertise than in the action of God's Spirit in our lives and in the life of those among whom we work with? Do we leave enough room in our various ministries for the Holy Spirit, the God of surprises? The God who chooses the weak to conform the, strength, the strong, according to, according to Paul. The God whose light invariably enters through the cracks in our lives rather than through our successes and achievements. We know who Peter was before the Pentecost and whom he became after. Finally, my dear brothers and sisters, the goal of mission is to create a unity that respects diversity. Pentecost revises the confusion of Babel if we read Genesis chapter 11, verse 1 to 9. On the day of Pentecost, the first reading tells us people from different linguistics and cultural background were in Jerusalem. Patients, Asians, Romans, Egyptians, Libyans, Croatians, and Arabs. They came together for the major Jewish feast, but we are unable to communicate with one another. However, through the gift of the Holy Spirit, that we are able to understand the message of the apostles. Surely they said, all these men speaking are Galileans. How does it happen that each of us hears them in our own language? Acts chapter 2, verse 7 to 8. The miracle of Pentecost, my dear people of God, was a miracle of mutual understanding, a restoration of unity that human, humanity lost at Babel. Today, we might ask, what is that gift that the Holy Spirit is giving us? What language do we need so that everybody can understand no matter what is their ethnicity or linguistic inclination? Yes, my dear brothers and sisters, there is that gift among us. There is such a language, and it is the language of love. The Spirit is the Spirit of love. 
It is a language that all people understand. For example, my dear brothers and sisters, everybody understands when you smile, even a newborn baby. Love is the language of the spirit. In other words, and in the words of Tihad de Chardin, he says, love is the only force that can make things one without destroying them. It is the only language capable of creating unity that respects diversity. The kind of unity our church, which is divided and broken, and even about broken world and society solely needs, it is love. We can say that the Holy Spirit helps us to discover and give expression to that deeper language that is common to all of us as human beings. My dear brothers and sisters, at Pentecost, the Holy Spirit descended upon the disciples to empower them to proclaim that Jesus is Lord and the good news of salvation. St. Paul tells us that no one can call God without the indwelling and power of the Holy Spirit. So as we celebrate the Holy Spirit, his feast, he comes into our heart to empower us as he did at that first Pentecost. He has not changed. It is only we who are going to open our hearts to his indwelling. The Holy Spirit wants to empower each and every one of us to be living images of God's love so that we can be the signs of God's presence in our world, in our society and family, among friends and foes. The Holy Spirit we receive today, my dear brothers and sisters, is in no way a replacement of Christ himself. Rather, as Christ tells us, he come to help us achieve what Christ has taught us. For he says, he is coming to remind you of everything that I have taught. Therefore, that same spirit empowers us to move out in order to testify to the Lordship of God to the world. How do we do that? My dear brothers and sisters, it is by our words of mouth and especially our action. Gandhi once says, I love Christ, but I hate Christians because they do not do what their master tells them. My dear brothers and sisters, we live in a world that is so divided. Ethnicity, class. Even our different organizations, even the religions, instead of bringing us together, makes us go apart from one another. And from what we have read today in the Pentecost, that was not supposed to be the case. The case was to love one another. If we remember the Babel story, and then contrast it with what God has done today, these people were surprised, hearing this Galilean speaking, and it was translated spiritually into their own languages. What an amazing depiction of God's love for each and every one of us. 
without Pentecost, none of us would be here today. And we need to expand that gift that we have been given, the gift of the Holy Spirit. As I said, it was not meant to be covered because Jesus wanted them to speak out, to testify for his glory. And so, my dear brothers and sisters, we are the new apostles, the new disciples, the new children of God. Every year, we have done and celebrated this Pentecost. Can we ask ourselves today, has there been any change? Has there been any transformation? We know Peter as one of the timid, the shy type, somebody who fears even the little girl who was serving in the courtyard. But he came out after the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. My dear brothers and sisters, we can replicate Peter in our lives, in our societies, in our families and nation. Let us not be afraid. And so, as we celebrate the new Pentecost today, my dear brothers and sisters, May we pray and ask the Lord, send forth your spirit, Lord, and renew the face of the earth. Amen.